Thank you for downloading the Barbecue Central Show. Maybe you're listening to this now because you missed the live version Tuesdays from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The Barbecue Central Show is brought to you by these sponsors, which I am extremely grateful for. The Barbecue Guru, makers of automatic temperature control devices. Their website, thebbqguru.com. Big Papa Smokers, creators of some of the best rubs out there and retailer of many different grills and barbecue products. Their website, bigpapasmokers.com. Butcher's Barbecue, creators of injections, rubs, and seasonings. Their website, butchersbbq.com. Green Mountain Grills, some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. And their website is greenmountaingrills.com. Also by Cookshack, some of the best industrial electric smokers out there today. Also pellet cookers as well. Their website is cookshack.com. Cookinpellets.com. If you want to fire those pellet cookers that I just talked about, visit cookinpellets.com to buy your pellets right now. Also by the Chops Power Injector. Forget about using one needle to inject your meats. The Chops Power Injector system has four needles for your injecting pleasure. You can visit them at barbecuekansascity.com. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, KansasCity.com. And by the Sam's Club National Barbecue Tour, you can visit kcbs.us slash samstour for results, to register your team, or to see where the next event will be taking place. And by Pit Barrel Cooker, one of the most unique and efficient cookers out there in the market right now. Visit their website at pitbarrelcooker.com. And by Unknown Barbecue Accessories. You can visit them at unknownbbq.com slash shop. Hi, this is Bobby Rempe from Cleveland, Ohio, and you're listening to Barbecue Central. In a world permeated with barbecue websites under the control of tyrannical administrators, there was one man, a one-man army. He broke all the rules. He allowed his members to speak out, give their opinions, and make the website what it is today. Get ready for Greg Rempe and the Barbecue Central Show. From Cleveland, Ohio, it's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, everybody, welcome to the Christmas edition of the Barbecue Central Show. Here we go. Oh, yeah. It's Christmas time in Hollis, Queens. Mom's cooking chicken and collard greens. Rice and stuffing, macaroni and cheese. And Santa putting gifts under Christmas trees. Decorating house and lights at night. Snow's on the ground, so bright, so white. In the fireplace is the Yule log, beneath the toe as we drink eggnog. The rhymes that you hear are the rhymes of Daryl, and each and every year we buzz Christmas carols! Oh, here we go. All right, folks, this is the Barbecue Central Show. Oh, we talk about all things important in the world of barbecue here. We do it each and every Tuesday from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city. Got to cue this up. I say we do it from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city of Ohio. Now, maybe you've asked yourself, 
how do I get in touch with the show? I want to be a contributing member. I'm glad you asked. I can help you out with that. You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the BBQCentralShow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, at BBQ Central Show. That's right. Now, you've noticed that perhaps we have a old familiar friend playing in the background. That's right. When I was growing up as a youth... WPIX 11 and 11 Alive on the television in the, well, wherever you were in New York, as long as you could get it. I think that was like kind of a New Yorky TV radio station. Well, TV station. I'm not sure about the radio. But no, nevertheless, Christmas Eve came, and for two hours straight, commercials not allowed syndicated, simulcasted, and all other casted and cadednesses. Christmas music, gifts, wrapping, eggnog, Budweiser beers, you name it. It was all happening. For me, in Hornell, New York, a hidden away jewel of the southern tier. Now, what was your Christmas memory? Did you have a similar Yule log playing in the background on the television? While you were wondering what kind of succulent toys you might be getting your hands on as the day broke. Hey, let's go for a sleigh ride, everybody. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that was me. I loved it. Now, as years go by, the Yule Log went off the air. But somehow I found it on YouTube. That's where you find everything. And... I captured it, I copied it, put it on the hard drive, and now the whole two hours lives forever. I think you're still able to find, like, 30 minutes at a clip now, but you can't find the whole two-hour show anymore. You can't do it. It's physically impossible. Nevertheless, I have it. If you're ever interested, I can drop box it to you. No problem. But this is what it's all about. Getting ready for Christmas coming up this weekend. And you might be asking yourself, who do I have on the show? Well, I'm glad you asked. Because coming up in his normal 914 spot, the third Tuesday of your month, guest Stephen Reichlin from Barbecue Bible is in. And then at 935, usually a monthly guest. It's been maybe five months or so since we've had her on the last time. Last-minute Christmas gifts, some recipes, smoking cocktails. The grill girl herself, Robin Lindars, joins me, 935. The second hour, even busier than it has ever been. I mean, you got to be kidding. The top of the hour, 10 o'clock, Mr. Pit Barrel himself, Noah Glanville, stops by. We're going to be talking about some new accessories that they have recently brought to the market. And then at 10.14, first timer to the show. Known to many in the competition scene as the Princess of Pork, the senior brand manager at Smithfield, Emily Detweiler, joins us on the show at 1014. Looking forward to that. And rounding out the Christmas show tonight at 1035, you know him as the creator of the Chops Power Injector. But now, but now, has a Chops Barbecue restaurant as well. Some setbacks. We're going to be talking about that as well. Dan Uladal coming out of the bullpen. 
It is a jammed, packed show. I'm here to tell you. So, if you want to jump in, 216-220-0966, greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. I don't know if I have... uh, I'm going to turn this down just for a second because I'm going to drop in... A extra special Christmas song. If you don't follow me on social media, that's all right. You might get a kick out of this. Five years ago, we did the 12 Days of Barbecue Christmas, written by the boys at Hot Grill on Grill Action. So listen to this and enjoy. Let me unveil to you the Centralites, the 12 Days of Barbecue Christmas Lyrics credited to, of course, the uh, guys over at Hot Grill on Grill Action. So, ladies, you ready to, to rock and roll here? On the first day of Christmas, my barbecue gave to me a case of cold Coors Light. On the second day of Christmas, my barbecue gave to me two chimney starters and a case of cold Coors Light. On the third day of Christmas, my barbecue gave to me three pork cases, two chimney starters, and a case of cold Coors Light. On the fourth day of Christmas, my barbecue gave to me four packs for sugar, three pork cases, two chimney starters, and a case of cold Coors Light. On the fifth day of Christmas, my barbecue gave to me Five Weber bullets, four packs brown sugar, three pork cases, two chimney starters, and a case of cold Coors Light. On the sixth day of Christmas, my barbecue gave to me six thermometers probing, five Weber bullets, four packs brown sugar, three pork cases, two chimney starters, and a case of cold Coors Light. On the seventh day of Christmas, my barbecue gave to me seven coal bags burning, six thermometers probing, five Weber bullets, four packs brown sugar, three pork cases, two chimney starters, and a case of cold Coors Light. On the eighth day of Christmas, my barbecue came to me. Eight ring ring, seven pill bags burning, six thermometers probing, five Weber bullets, four packs brown sugar, three pork cases, two chimney starters, and a case of cold Coors On the tenth day of Christmas, my barbecue gave to me. Ten pans of foiling, nine logs of smoking, eight averages spraying, seven coal bags burning, six thermometers for... Oh, I messed up. Four packs brown sugar, three pork cases, two chimney starters, and a case of cold cores. Ten. On the tenth day of Christmas, my barbecue gave to me ten pans of foiling, nine logs of smoking, eight averages sprayings, seven coal bags burning, six thermometers probing, five Weber bullets. Four packs brown sugar, three pork cases, two chimney starters, and a case of cold cores. On the eleventh day of Christmas, my barbecue gave to me eleven butters melting, ten pans of foiling, nine logs of smoking, eight apple spraying, seven cobacks burning, six thermometers probing, five bullets, four packs brown sugar, three pork cases, two chimney starters, and a case of cold cores. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my barbecue gave to me. 12 spices blending, 11 butters melting, 10 pans of foiling, 9 logs of smoking, 8 apple juice springs, 7 cobalt burning, 6 thermometers probing, 8 4 packs brown sugar, 3 pork cases, 2 chimney starters, and a case of cold cores. 
Yeah! Wow. Oh, oh, my goodness. Well, I'm here to tell you that backing me up during that time was my oldest, middle, and youngest daughter, Bobby, Maddie, Marley, respectively. They put in a game effort, and I've struggled as a father over these many years. Every time I hear that song, we haven't ran that song out probably in about three or four years. I struggle that they're so emphatic with the case of cold Coors Light. Yee. That really, for some reason, that I wonder, I question my very parenting capabilities. Maybe I shouldn't be. I don't know. All right. Here we go. Stephen Reichland's going to be coming up out of the break. We got Robin Lindars after that here in the first hour. Noah Glanville. And Emily Detweiler, Dan Uledal in the second hour. It's jam-packed. I can't wait. All right. Let me talk to you quickly about the longest-running sponsor of the show, located in Warminster, Pennsylvania, the Barbecue Guru. Gang, if you've been thinking about automatic pit temperature control technology, stop here. This is the company that started it all. They are the creators of this technology. Why are you going to buy from any other company? If you're not familiar with how these little beauties work, I'm not going to get into the minutia. But imagine a product that allows you to set your temperature and once set, keeps it running at that temperature all the way through the cook. Sound too good to be true? It's not. You can take advantage of this real-life technology today because maybe you're a busy working professional. Or perhaps you're constantly on the run with kids doing errands. Quite frankly, you just don't have the time to set around and tend to pit temperatures. I get it. The Guru allows you to throw on a pork butt, a brisket, a couple slabs of ribs, or all of that. And you're off to do whatever it is you need to get done. The Barbecue Guru maintains that potential you set it at. number of different models to choose from. To choose the one that's right for you. If you love the tech, CyberQ Wi-Fi, definitely right up your alley. You can connect a whole bunch of different smart devices to it, no problem. The other end of that spectrum, the Party Q. 130 bucks or so, it fits on all of the bullet style, the kettle style, the ceramic cookers. It goes from cooker to cooker to cooker, especially if you have the right attachment. And it's a self-contained unit, runs on AA batteries, but it's only a pit temperature control device. No internal meat temperatures will be recorded here. But if you just want a cruise control, this might be the one for you. If you're in the market for a cooker, the Onyx Oven... We will have breaking news about the break, uh, about the Onyx Oven. After the turn of the year, Bob Trudnack will be coming on from the Barbecue Guru. So here's what you do in the meantime. Head on over to thebbqguru.com and check out their products. If you have any questions about what to order, call them directly. 800-288-GURU. So make sure you're outfitted with exactly what you need to get you up and running right out of the box. Again, 800-288-GURU. Or visit the website, thebbqguru.com. The Barbecue Guru is a breakthrough in barbecue technology. And we broadcast from Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> oh, boy, that's fun. I think, well, yeah, no. Starting next, no. The Robin segment, new liner, plus the second hour, a whole bunch of new liners from the really big voice guy. David Lee, very excited for those two. All right, stick around. Stephen Reichland coming up. We'll be right back.
Broadcasting live from the Barbecue Central Radio Network Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Radio Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Green Mountain Grills, manufacturers of some of the best pellet cookers out there on the market today. If you're looking for a big cooker to house a lot of food, they got one for you. If you're looking for medium size, they got you covered there too. Something tailgate worthy, ultra portable, no problem. They got one. They can also supply you with pellets as well to fire those cookers. Here's what you do. You check them out online at GreenMountainGrills.com, and you will start to love yourself even more than you might already do. GreenMountainGrills.com. All right. My first guest is seen here the third Tuesday of each month, a 2015 Barbecue Hall of Fame inductee, a TV show host, a barbecue cooking class instructor, a multiple, multiple time author, to a, a list of other accreditations I might not even have any idea about. However, on this show, he occurs every third Tuesday. He's one of my favorite guys to talk barbecue and grilling with. He is, of course, Stephen Reichling. And we don't have Stephen Reichling. That's all right. That's all right. I, we actually prepared for this. So let me, I have to get to the part where I make a phone call. Just stand by, stand by. Oh, 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 wait, hold on. Here, he might be coming in. He might be coming in. Hello, Greg. Steven, how are you? I am doing great, man. How about you? Man, you are ultra mobile. Look at you. Hey, how about that? You got to keep up with the times or they pass you right by, you know? You bet. Okay. Well, uh, we're dining at a new restaurant in Miami called uh, Roval, R-O-V-A-L. It's very cool. Can you can you see the video here? Yeah, I can see you. I'm just trying to uh, get my uh, video correct here on the on the uh, TV side of things. But nevertheless, um, there you go. Um, so, okay. What but- I want to do, I want to turn this around and yeah. just show you all this incredible place. It's a new restaurant. It's in the old Miami Waterworks. So... Uh, this is where they used to pump the water for the city of Miami. Beautiful car rock place, palm trees, lights, water. Looks like it's been anyway. uh, pretty pretty well uh, uh, redone, I guess. Yes, of course. It just opened. All right. So uh, last year, Stephen, we did – wow, that's pretty loud. Um, so we did 2016 barbecue and grilling trends. And I'm wondering if you have 2017 barbecue and grilling trends in mind. Uh, Greg, I'm losing you a little bit here. You're fading in and out. Can you hear me okay? Uh, I, can, shake your... I can, I can no. hear you, but the, uh, the background noise is pretty, uh, pretty loud. Yeah, let me see if I can find some places a little quieter. Uh, I'm going to walk down out of the property here. That's all right. Uh, good. Talk, talk, well, to anyway, me, uh, yeah. talk to me so, about those wanna... uh, 2017 barbecue uh, and grilling trends you might be seeing this year. Absolutely. Well, number one here, it's what I call HOW, H-H-O-W, heirloom, heritage, organic, and wild. Uh, this comes back to that point I tried to make last year, you know, that where your food comes from matters as much as how you smoke it and grill it. 
Now, another trend I'm seeing, green, eco-friendly everything, and I bet you're going to start seeing that with charcoal. You're going to start seeing it with utensils. Uh, another big trend, there was a book that my publisher, Workman, put out uh, this year called The Veggie Butcher. And I think you're already seeing it with the crazy proliferation of grilled Brussels sprouts, uh, spit-roasted cauliflower. Uh, vegetables are really having their moment. You want some more? It, well, let me let me back up a little bit. So when when we talk about the HHOW acronym that you had mentioned, um, mm-hmm. and it might even blend a little bit into that green eco friendly trend, are we are we are we giving it lip service? This whole organic and let's be nature friendly and all this other stuff, or do you think that there's really a push and there's manufacturers and purveyors out there that are really looking to do the right thing and can back it up. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this is a choice. It's pretty soon. It's going to be economic suicide, not to have good meat. Uh, you go to a barbecue joint like uh, hometown in uh, red hook, Brooklyn. Uh, I mean, you're going to find heritage pork varieties uh, grass-fed beef, it's, you know, it's still, I don't know that they're, uh, that's a little bit tougher jump for barbecue restaurants because it's so lean. But in terms of the pork, wild salmon, organic chicken, uh, you know, people want to eat this. I mean, do you trust, do you trust uh, food manufacturers, you know, the big industrial food manufacturers to give you good food? I don't. If, so if the big guys are saying that they're they're trying to source locally or they're making relationships or they're putting better, uh, I don't even know what you, uh, oversight committees or people to watch, uh, you still take that more with a grain of salt than you would more of an artisanal razor of beef or pork or whatever? Well, look, uh, you know, uh, artisanal uh, organic is the best, but... Uh you know, industrial organic is certainly in bu- uh, better than industrial non-organic. I mean, in order to be called organic, foods have to meet certain standards. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Is it safe to say that the consumer, forget about the producer at this point, but from because we're we are not producers. Well, you are a little bit, but I am definitely not a producer. I'm a hundred percent consumer, except for exceptional internet content. Do you think but- that the majority of us are looking? to step up our game of purchase to be more conscious of the stuff that we want to eat and put in our bodies and give to our friends? Or is that also a potential lip servicing like we were just talking about with the producers? Well, you know, I think, I think in the barbecue world, uh, there's, you know, uh, it is a little bit elitist because, uh, organic and grass fed meats cost more, uh, and where you tend to find it the most is in New York City, Los Angeles, San Francisco, urban centers where people are willing to pay a little bit more for everything, including barbecue. But I have no doubt that that uh, elitist movement is going to sort of sweep down to the mainstream. Stephen Reichland joining me here on the show, barbecuebible.com, his website, of course, the TV website, projectsmoke.org. The other trend that you mentioned, and then we'll get into some other ones here, is veggie butcher. And you had mentioned spit-roasted cauliflower. I mean, I've always been really big into grilling some vegetables, but not every vegetable, I guess. Do you foresee vegetables becoming 
mashed down into burgers and like the real veggie burger type of a thing happen? Well, I tend to think that the people who are doing it really well are keeping the integrity of the vegetable rather than grinding it up and sort of trying to turn it into something else. Um, I think there's a terrific restaurant uh, in Montreal called Vin et Papillon, which means wine and butterflies. And uh, they have a charcoal burning grill in the backyard. It's really wonderful to sit there in the summer. They do a uh, wood-fired rotisserie cauliflower. Uh, the last iteration of it they did was with sort of a yogurt, cumin, Middle Eastern uh, sauce. I mean, it was absolutely spectacular. I'm seeing beets roasted in the embers. I'm seeing grilled corn more ways than you can count the Sunday. Uh, grilled lettuces. I just ate at a restaurant last week in uh, Los Angeles called Charcoal, where they take a whole head of cabbage and they caveman it. That is, they lay it right on a bed of embers, roast it right on a bed of embers. And I got to tell you, uh, Greg, this was absolutely astonishing. So, you know, I think vegetables are going to get some serious barbecue street fred. All right. What are we looking at for more Stephen Reichland barbecue trends for the upcoming year? Well, uh, I don't know how many of you will remember, but uh, I wrote a book called Barbecue Sauces, Rubs, and Marinades about 20 years ago. It came out and uh, that's coming out again. Completely redid it. 50 new recipes. Wow. Gorgeous color photos throughout. So that's exciting for me. Uh, I'm working on a new Project Smoke TV show. Uh, I just signed a new uh, French language barbecue show. If any of your listeners come from Montreal, you'll be able to see me on the airwaves. Uh, I've got a new line of barbecue sauces and barbecue rubs coming out under the Project Smoke brand. That'll be out sort of Feb- uh, January, February. So uh, a lot of exciting stuff in my world. When you have written a book and it is done well and it's 15 or 20 years old and you go back to, let's say, refresh it, do you have to take it as a completely new venture or can you live kind of within that original framework to help along that second effort? Well, you know, of course, I would love to rewrite everything and make it completely modern. What I did for the sauce book, I rewrote a lot of the head notes, uh, you know, uh, restaurants close, pitmasters change, and even taste change. In that original book, believe it or not, I didn't have any brines because 20 years ago, people weren't really brining yeah. very much. Uh, I make discoveries as I travel. I try and share them. Uh, but So I wound up keeping about two-thirds of the book uh, the way it was, but I'm really excited about the 50 new recipes because there's some really cool stuff. In fact, there's some stuff that I discovered in researching the book that you know I didn't even wasn't even on my radar. Uh, one example is what I call an after marinade. So, you know, marinades traditionally you put the raw meat in and then grill it. One after marinade is the, the same marinade ingredients, but you cook the meat first and then you toss it with those marinade ingredients afterwards. So you get a much more vibrant, bold, explosive flavor. So this is just done specifically to enhance flavor. A lot of people like to think that the marinade is penetrating down in and there's some tenderization. This is just a, an enhancement of flavor profile. Yeah, um, do you know the? I think you talked about board sauces on your uh, on your show yep. uh, a couple of years ago, Adam Perry Lang. Well, th- you know, think of this as a board sauce on steroids. Would you consider rewriting the barbecue Bible? Well, wouldn't funny that be sacrilege? That that seems like it would be some sort of sacrilege. 
Well, you know what, uh, Greg, we already did. I mean, Barbecue Bible, we came out with the 10th anniversary edition. I didn't rewrite it. I mean, maybe I wrote a, rewrote a half a dozen or a dozen recipes that were needed updating. But uh, we put full color and uh, photos, beauty photos and step-by-steps throughout. So I think Barbecue Bible is kind of here to stay. Uh, the next thing on my target list is How to Grill. Uh, which is a book I love, and it's my bestseller internationally. But, you know, I'm looking at it, and 15 years into it, it looks a little dated. So uh, we're looking into redoing that. A lot of people, and we're talking with Stephen Reichland from Barbecue Bible, uh, ProjectSmoke.org. A lot of people are going to be doing prime rib this coming weekend for obvious reasons. And uh, it's kind of – prime rib has its own – turkey mystique to it uh you know maybe not a lot of people eat it like they don't turkey it's a lot more expensive than turkey that's for sure so you don't want to you know you don't want to mess it up you don't want to look foolish in front of the friends so do you have any kind of foolproof advice that you can give the listeners here to give them the best shot at success this weekend well funny you should ask because we just put a blog up this morning uh on barbecuebible.com called the ultimate prime rib uh it is the most amazing prime rib i know about uh, and uh, we did it on uh, the Project Smoke TV show uh, a couple years ago. So what you do is you spit roast a prime rib, uh, and you I, I did it on a wood-burning Kalamazoo rotisserie. Took it to about 110 degrees, pulled it off the rotisserie, let it rest, cut it into steaks. Each steak easily four fingers across. Oh, wow. And then I fired up the wood-burning grill, and I grilled those steaks. So what you wound up with was prime rib where every cut was red in the center but but had that beautiful charred steak exterior it was like everybody got an end cut and a center cut in one bite and that's what's on the uh that's what's on my blog now if you subscribe to my newsletter we sent it out today uh yeah it's a little bit of work i'm not going to pretend that it said it and forget it and it's certainly not about dismembering the prime rib you know i'm not taking any muscles off i'm not taking it off the bone or anything but uh, it really is, uh, if you want to go the extra mile, it is prime rib like you've never experienced. Stephen, I have a guy by the, believe it or not, his name is Meathead, uh, every second yeah. Tuesday of the month. And he is a big believer uh, and says he has science to back him up that, you know, the bone is doing nothing except adding expense. Uh, it's prohibiting heat. There's no science that says meat is close. Uh, meat is sweeter to the bone or whatever that saying is. Do you buy into any of that? Do you agree with any of that? Where do you fall out? Absolutely not. No, I completely disagree with that. Really? Uh, uh, yeah. I. I mean, there's so meat on the bone is pleasurable in so many ways. I mean, first of all, there are all kinds of flavor nuances that come when you when you char a bone over fire. It it produces different flavors than when you char meat over fire, than when you char fat over fire, and all of those come together when you keep the bone on. Uh, there's the tactile pressure, uh, pleasure of raising the bone uh, to your lips, of gnawing the bone. I mean, even when you look at it, you know, if you see a roast with the bone on it, it's, it's like transports you back a million years to when we discovered uh, the arts of hunting and butchery and grilling. Nah, I want my meat on the bone, please. If you're not a meat eater or you're celebrating a different holiday, do you have any suggestions, uh, you know, I guess that would be out of the norm for the people that, uh, you know, aren't going to be celebrating Christmas? Well, uh, I mean... Uh, Which are plenty, by the way. 
Yes. Well, actually, our Christmas, I've been asked a lot, you know, doing a lot of interviews this time of year, you know, what do I eat for Christmas Eve? Well, I'm Jewish, so we go to a Chinese restaurant. We have Chinese food. This year, uh, Christmas Eve also corresponds with uh, Hanukkah. So, uh, you know, um, the traditional food of Hanukkah are latkes, that is fried potato pancakes. Um, I do not make them on the grill, uh, although sometimes (laughs) I'll do them on the plancha. You know, I put a plancha on the grill. Then I'll close the lid just for a couple of minutes, t- toss some wood chips on the coals, so I'll get a little smoke flavor in the latkes. Um, from a uh, equipment standpoint, uh, and I'm talking with all my guests tonight about kind of last-minute gifts, are there things that you think somebody needs to have this year if they're just getting into it or maybe they're kind of uh, intermediate in their expertise level, things that will help them kind of ramp up to that next level? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, first and foremost, uh, the big three, a pair of, uh, of thick suede gloves, barbecue gloves to protect your hands, a long handled uh, stiff wire grill brush, and preferably with those bristles twisted in a wire armature so you don't have any risk of uh, losing the bristles, uh, an instant read meat thermometer, uh, Maverick makes some really great ones, uh, that's essential. Um, you know, books are always a great, uh, I always consider books, the gifts that, uh, keep on giving, you know, I'm probably partial to project smoke, my latest book for obvious reasons. And, uh, another thing we have on uh, the website, it's a blog on uh, barbecue gifts you can make yourself. And that's everything from bacon, bourbon to, uh, mm. home smoked sriracha beef jerky to, uh, homemade rubs, homemade barbecue sauces, you know, Something so personal about a gift you make yourself. Plus, if you've missed the cutoff for Amazon.com, which is coming up pretty close, <laughs> you can make these gifts, still get them to the people you love in time for uh, the holidays. Stephen Reichland shows up here every third Tuesday of the month. You can find him in the meantime at barbecuebible.com and projectsmoke.org. Stephen, I wish you and your family a great holiday weekend coming up. And go enjoy dinner. Thanks for taking the time out tonight. Hey. Great. Happy New Year, and uh, talk to you next year. All right. There he is, Stephen Reichlin, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, Stephen Reichlin. Hello. Hello, Stephen. Hello. Wow. Always enjoy talking with it. Well, so look, I mean, here's a, you know, production-wise. Hold, hold on a second. Sorry. We got to be back here. Oh, it restarted? Uh, hold on. Start when scene loads. Remember playback position. Right. Let's skip it ahead a little bit. There we go. Mm. Have a great one of my favorite songs. Yep. So, sorry. Um, here's a guy that could have easily taken the way out tonight. He's obviously out with friends, family, having a nice pre-holiday meal in the old sewer district of Miami. I thought that was the uh, whole city, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's right. It's a joke. But went mobile, staying up with technology. Very impressive for Stephen Reichel. I mean, it's certainly no city of Cleveland. But that's all right. Few are. Few are. So thanks again to Stephen Reichlin. Uh, again, his website's barbecuebible.com, projectsmoke.org. And man, can I tell you, when Meathead Goldwyn hears what Stephen Reichlin said, oh boy, 
We got a fight coming. We got a fight coming. I understand. I, I'm i not here to take people to task because I'm not the guy that is hedging my career on meat is not sweeter, closer to the bone or whatever. Meathead says bone imparts no flavor because it, it can't. It's what's inside the bone. So if you can't get inside the bone, well, then we've we've got a problem, right? I don't know. I can tell you who doesn't have a problem. The CHOPS power injector system, the 2015 and 2016 barbecue tool of the year. The number one seller, of course, is the sailor, seller. Is a half-gallon CHOPS power injector system designed for competitions or to pump up the Backyard Warrior. They're so easy to use, right? Clean it, fill it, pump it, away you go. If you have just one brisket or pork shoulder to do, you don't need to fill it all the way up. Relax, just put in what you need. It uses it all. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector. 100 bucks plus you pay shipping. The one-gallon CHOPS power injector system is designed for catering in bigger jobs. It holds double the amount of the half gallon, hence the one gallon. Some use it in competitions, like when you're cooking MBN whole hog or 10 shoulders to get that perfect one. It comes with 14-gauge needles, two replacement plastic needle adapters, three plug screws, and a needle protector. This one's 120 bucks plus. You pay the shipping. Then you have the CHOPS full power injector system. It's the electric and commercial competition Big Daddy. It's not a holding tank this time, but a three-and-a-half-foot pickup tube that you can put in any size container. That's right, from a few ounces to a 55-gallon drum and everything in between. It was designed for Chef Rob at the best barbecue restaurant in Kansas City, and he has said time and time again that with the CHOPS full-power injector system, his briskets are better than ever. This one comes with metal needle adapters, 14-gauge needles, 3-inch, 12-gauge needles, 2-inch, 11.5-gauge needles, 3-plug screws, and a needle protector. This one's 325 bucks plus. You pay the shipping. number of the top pitmasters in the world use the CPI system to make their barbecue better than the rest because we're foodies now. We are. Admit it. We're all foodies. We want flavor in every bite. This is how you do it. Do it fast. It's not just for meat. You can stick alcohol in fruit. Every injector hand-assembled. Kansas City Mo USA. Extra accessories, you want them, they got them. You want to shoot medium ground spices, they got you covered for that. They have two, three, four-inch, 12-gauge needles. Also, a two-inch close-tip needle, perfect for shooting fatty meats to keep you from plugging up your needles with fat. They also sell replacement stock needle adapters. They also have a great upgrade to make your CHOPS power injector system bulletproof. Metal needle adapters. BarbecueKansasCity.com, B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E, BarbecueKansasCity.com. Dan Uledal is coming up at 10.35 tonight, so stick around for him. The Grill Girl, Robin Lindars, coming up out of the break. Also, be listening for the new liner coming back in. It's pretty awesome if I do say so myself. Stick around. We'll be right back. Ready to get on the air? Call 216-220-0966. Now, let's get back to the LeBron James and Barbecue Talk. Craig Rampey. All right. He said it, not me. 
This portion of the show being brought to you by CookinPellets.com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all of your pellet-driven cookers. Traegers, Green Mountains, Cookin, Cook Shack, all the other ones. Yeah, this is where you want to go, CookinPellets.com, or if you prefer, Amazon.com. You can download the Cooking Pellets app for free. You get notified when shipping is gray. Huh! Doesn't get any better than that. All right, my next guest usually here about once a month, although I think it's been like four or five months since the last time we spoke. Christmas just around the corner or whatever holiday you're celebrating. And if you're looking for some gift suggestions, some food recipes, some cocktails, you might even be talking about spatchcocking. I mean, who knows what's going to be happening here. It is the grill girl herself, Robin Lindars. Robin, how are you? Happy holidays. Are you ready for the holidays? I am. I, I took one last little trip to Bass Pro today and, and yeah. got a bunch of a bunch of stocking stuffers. So I, I think I'm almost there if everything else like arrives on time. I, I you see know, you're like uh, you're pressing your kid into immediately liking anything live fire I saw. Oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. That's good. He's crazy. Like Bass Pro is like the only place I can take him where I, I feel like he's not going to break anything. Yeah, because it's all <laughs> like heavy duty stuff. Yeah, he's they're they're okay with him there. Thank God. All right, so we're talking with Robin Lindars. Her website is grillgirl.com. And I wanted to start out since we're talking about shopping. Uh, 10 holiday gifts for grillers and foodies because the terms are both mutually exclusive and all inclusive. So yep, like totally. tell me tell me about what your like top 10 stuff is. Yeah, I limited it to 10 last year. If you look at last year's, it was a really good list, too. It was extremely extensive. So if you want even more ideas, go to last year's for 2015. Um, but I, I limited it to three grills. Uh, I think I think pellet smokers are just like you asked about trends for next year. It's all about the pellet smoker. I have a um, Green Mountain Grill, and I just freaking love it. Yeah, so easy, so, right? It's so easy, and everything is so good off of it, and you just really – you can be multitasking and not mess anything up, which, you know, sometimes that happens when you're grilling. When, so. you know, when you get into the industry, I'm going to diverge here for a second, but I'll pull back, I promise. And you hear about the pellet cookers and, you know, I was very, I don't want to say I was staunchly against it, but I felt like with everybody saying how much they liked it and all the success that people were either seeing in the backyard or on the competition scene, I was like, no way, I'm going to be a man and I'm going to control the fire and this isn't right. Then I got one, and I was like, why was I being so resistant? It almost felt like I was – I had a little guilt like the first two or three minutes, but then I really got over it pretty quickly. I mean, it's a great device. They're awesome. I know I was kind of like that too for a while, just like, eh, it's like an oven. What's the big deal? But no, they're awesome, and I think more and more people are going to be getting them next year. And like you said, now a lot of people – there's a lot of different manufacturers. You have more options. Um, I also put the pit barrel cooker on there because I just think that's a really awesome grill. Don't you agree? In some ways, although it's not a pit barrel, I'm sorry, that it's not a, a pellet cooker. It's, I mean, it's almost as damn easy as a pellet cooker. It, you light it up, yeah. you get it going, and then you can just walk away and magically it just happens. It just cooks everything really well, yeah. and I don't know what the magic is. I don't know if it's like the size that makes it like the perfect convection or I just don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the material and the metal that just gives it almost like when you go to the Bahamas and you get some really kick-ass like 
Jamaican jerk and they make it in one of those old rusted out whatever, it's like you get that flavor. I don't know what it is, but it's awesome. And people are having phenomenal results with them. So There's a great new <clears throat> video that Pit Barrel just put up on their website either earlier today or yesterday that explains the whole thing in depth. Very well done. Plus, uh, Noah Glanville will be on the show at the top of the second hour, so I may or may not ask him what the secret is. But I agree, Pit Barrel Cooker, for 299 bucks, it's shipped right to your door. Uh, I mean, they are a sponsor of the show, but nevertheless, the, the, the reviews are raving. Yeah. Well, keep in mind, remember John Dawson beat, uh, God, who was it he beat? The, the, rib, the rib King. Johnny, Johnny what's his name? Johnny Trick. Yes, thank you. I'm having a brain fart. I just just recall I'm on a lot of uh, drugs right now for a double ear infection. Let's so. also recall. Let's let's, let's 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 <laughs> also recall. And you were here for this. Uh, Johnny Trick, don't know me. You I saw, do remember that. Remember when he pushed me aside like so much human garbage? Outrageous. Oh, they need to get us back together again. So good. So yeah, and you know what? I just love that Noah. Is I mean, the grills are made in the U.S. He's a U.S. veteran. I just like supporting them. They're good people. Um, and then the other the other grill I put on is the the Mini Max Big Green Egg because I just think it's super versatile and I think it's at a price point where it's more approachable for people who want to experience cooking on a ceramic smoker, but and grill, but also have the opportunity to take it places. Like you could technically take it camping or take it to a friend's house. Um, and you can still cook up to like four, maybe four to five people on it. So I think, I think that's a cool little grill in that it also, um, doesn't take as long to get started. So it, like for weeknight grilling, you can have the egg experience and not eat dinner at 10 o'clock at night, which is nice. Um, so those were the three grills I put in my, in my list this year. And I've got some other goodies to tell you about too. All right, let's go gadget hunting. So I don't know if you've seen the kettle pizza, but it's pretty cool. I actually demoed it at Memphis in May this year. I made a shitload of pizza. Um, it seems to be my thing to do pizza, Greg, which is so funny because I don't even eat carbs, really. So, um, but, but as I long as you can make pizza. it, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's fun. And people, like, when we were out um, demoing this, people were getting freaking excited, like women wanting to buy it for their their um, husbands or, you know, uh, you know, it's fun to do with the kids. And basically it's this contraption that goes on a kettle and turns it into a pizza oven. And it's pretty cool. And I think, you know, you can start at like the price point of like 150 up to like 300 if you get all the accessories, but it's, it's a cool little device. Um, and then the other one that I would, this is what's enables you to make a quick and easy uh, smoked cocktail is the smoking gun. Mm. This device is so freaking cool. And I actually had this on last year's list too, but I really got into this this year. Um, and this is, if you look at the recipe on my site, I have a smoked old fashioned and it's made with this. So this is a lot easier than having to put, you know, make smoked ice from water that was on a smoker that you then made into cubes or, you know, putting liquor on the, the smoker. This is like way easier. And you turn this contraption on and it's battery powered and I'm not really going to do it because I don't want to set the smoke alarm off. But if you look here, um, this, you put uh, little wood chips in here and then it, it heats. It's actually cold smoke. Um, and then you just light it and then you take like whatever vessel it is that you want it. Like, you know, if I was doing a smoked butternut squash, I would just take the, the saran wrap and let the smoke envelop it and let it mm. sit there for like five minutes. And then you have like all these different ways to add smokiness. So if you look on Instagram, I posted it. Um, you guys can follow me at grill girl, Robin, Robin with a Y, but all you have to do is you take your picture of bourbon and then just let the smoke infuse. And you can use different types of wood chips. Like you could take a cigar 
and do a cigar smoked old fashioned, which would be super cool. That would be a really fun party trick. Or, you know, you could use like hibiscus tea or whatever. So I made a, a smoked pecan pie for Thanksgiving with this. Um, I recently did a cooking class doing and the, did the, the uh, old fashioned as a signature drink. And it's just a cool it's just a cool little gadget for any person who wants to do something a little different. All right, so let's talk about this thing. Um, first, are you an old-fashioned drinker? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I'd probably be pretty shit-faced if I drink one. I'm, I'm more yes. of a, 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 well, you know, I, I like my drinks a little more watered down, so I don't, you know, I'm more of a vodka drinker myself. But I, I'm starting to appreciate a good bourbon. So and my husband likes the old-fashioned, so oh, okay. he's been taste-testing for me. So my next question was going to be, is it a woman's drink? Because my younger brother is constantly busting my balls because one of my favorite drinks to make is an old fashioned. There's a romance about how to do it and my recipe and how it tastes and all this other stuff. He's like, you know, it's it's what women drink, blah blah blah. And then I didn't know since you're a woman, if that was your drink, I was gonna feel really bad. But your husband drinks it, so he's a man. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm starting to like bourbon more. You know, I've had this cough for about a million years, and I swear to you, the only thing that makes me stop a coughing fit is a nice shot of bourbon. So yeah, if that doesn't work, uh, sick for three months would turn you into a bourbon drinker, but not, it totally does. If you're not healthy in a week, heroin. <laughs> No doubt. Um, did you know that smoking cigarettes? Yeah, the old fashioned is the second oldest cocktail in the country, I believe. Really? Yeah, and they the Sazerac is the oldest. And if you like old fashioned, then the Sazerac is something that Scott would probably really like if he's never had it before. But I think we have. Right. I think he has. Like that's with rye, correct? Versus uh, bourbon. Well, they both have rye, but the. Sazerac has a little absinthe that's spun around the cup and then drained out. So I don't want to get off track. So uh, smoking gun, is the smoke like uh, intense, like bitter intense, or is it smooth? It's smooth. Yeah, It's a cold smoke. It's a smooth, it's nice. It's right. not overpowering. I don't think it is. I mean, I like smoke, obviously, and things, but I don't think it's overpowering. Talk to me about Flame Boss. I just, you know, and I do have to preface this. I don't want, you know, to sound biased because they did, I did make some videos for them, but I do think it's a really kick-ass tool and they've really updated it with the Wi-Fi capabilities, which I think makes it a better value because now it really is monitoring everything and you can log into your phone and, and watch it. And I think it's, I think it's a good tool. Uh, and, and then I, Thermapen MK4. MK4. Well, and you know, the Thermapen's on my list everywhere. I mean, you have to have a Thermapen if you're a serious cook. I, yeah. I believe you just have to have one. But the MK4 is like the Thermapen, like 2.0. You know, it, the, the dial switches, it's backlit, it's waterproof. It's got all this stuff that, you know, they kept adding all these new things to the Thermapen, and finally they just put all these new things in one new one. And so it's it's awesome. You have to have one. Are you, you still down with cookbooks? Am I still? Oh, yeah, of course. So uh, cookbooks, I'm recommending Meatheads because he's Meathead, right? And he's he's Mr. Food Science. I loved how Stephen and um, was saying, uh, yeah, hello, meat on the bone is awesome. I'm going to have to agree with him on that. You are? <laughs> so, yeah. Like, he doesn't well, like meat on the bone. Yeah, I mean, come on. So the, the argument, he, I think most of Stephen liked the fact that you're going to be wrestling like meat off the bone with your teeth. And, uh, but he, he did say that he thought there was also some type of a flavor imparting that happens, but meathead would have you believe that through science, that unless something is spilling out of the bone, if it's cracked open, that's different because that's what makes mm -hmm. the flavor that if the meat is up against the bone, there's no, it's not 
getting extra sweetness from the bone or anything like that. And I think that's the biggest line of contention. Uh, everybody likes to pretend they're a caveman and snarl meat off a bone. But I think uh, you, you don't believe that the bone gives the meat more flavor, right? I don't know if it's the flavor. It's almost the texture. It might have to do with, you know, I've been reading up on on cartilage and how that can really, uh, and co- actually collagen in meat and how that really affects flavor and mouthfeel, um, which is, you know, when you get different levels of, of all of that in different cuts and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I think maybe a lot of it is that, you know, when you're not on the bone, you're right next to the bone, maybe there's something there that makes it juicier and more moist or something. I don't know. I just had some really kick-ass fried pork chops, and that's, like, the best part. Like, I would choose with a bone versus without a bone any day of the week. Do you Are you surprised that Meathead has had such success with this book? New York Times bestseller, Amazon best 10 of 2016. In the same breath as Ina Garten, who we all know I love and cherish and would marry in a second. Can you believe he's gotten this type of success on this book? I, you know what? He's a smart dude and he's very, um, I think his writing is very passionate and, um, I don't know. He's, he's like the people's guy of barbecue. I mean, his site is very approachable. It's very technical, um, which, you know, people who really get into that stuff really want that, you know? And, and I guess, you know, especially if you're going to invest a lot of time into making the perfect brisket or whatever, you don't want to F it up because it's a time and money investment. So, All right, here's the serious um, question. And I love Meathead. I love him. Here's the serious question. Who's hotter, Harry Connick Jr. or Meathead? Well, Meathead always does say he has a face for radio. I'm going to have to say yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't even have to delay. Harry Connick Jr. is way hotter than Meathead. Well, of course, he's yeah. Harry Connick Jr., yeah. oh, and wait. he's a very nice guy too. You met him, right? I did. Oh. I got to. I hosted that grilling competition, and oh. he was plugging his show, and he came and like grilled with us. And he's a very nice guy. Well, Harry Connick has his own pit uh, pit maker pit. Yeah, that's right. Um, so, talk Pretty to me insane. about rubs. Do you have any rubs that you're suggesting this year? Well, you know, let's see. Who did I meet? Uh, Dizzy Pig. I just love them because they're always coming out with new inventive stuff uh the shed makes a good rub i actually went to best pro today and they were sold out i was impressed because you know brooks my girl um i think oak ridge makes a really kick-ass rub too uh i just bought jess pryle's uh hardcore carnivore rub you know that she's big on the instagram um yeah and then of course you know as a purist i always like to try to make my own rubs so i've always um, been an advocate for if you bourbon barrel spices they're uh they're in uh, kentucky and they smoke their spices in bourbon barrels, and they make like a smoked sea salt, smoked pepper, smoked paprika, and their stuff is awesome. And that's, I'd say, like even for competitions, if you wanted to add that little extra layer of flavor, those are ways you can get it, you know. And of course, you have quality control when you make your own. Yeti, so. Yeti tumblers. So I like the Yeti tumbler, but I have to tell you, I just discovered, you know, there's a lot of people that, well, you know. These insulated tumblers are not unique. They come from China, and there's a lot of people making the same shit for a lot less money. Um, so, excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm wow. such a potty mouth. Dude, you're just loaded up tonight. Wow. No, I'm not. That's twice you've said the S word. Holy moly. This is how. This is just how I am. I'm sorry. Wow. That's all right. So, Dirty. But so for Chris, so I love my Yeti, and that's like all I drink out of. Um, but for Christmas, I actually got Scott. If you go to Kodiak Coolers. They have these really cool, they're pretty much the same thing. You know, they'll keep ice for 24 hours. Yeah. The price point is less, and they have a lot of cool colors. So that's actually what 
I got him and his stocking and my father-in-law. So if you guys check it out, Kodiak Coolers, and they do ship um, two-day prime from Amazon, which is kind of nice because some of us may still need that two-day cutoff, you know? And I have another cool thing I want to show you. Um, Last year I put coolers in. This year I limited it to 10. But this is actually what I got my father-in-law. Let me scooch back. So if you've been looking at the uh, the Yetis, and I got my husband a Yeti last year, I got him the the thirty can um, the hopper, and they're expensive. They're like three hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. So I found RTIC Arctic and Arctic. Yep, and uh, it's it's like half the price, and it's it's pretty much the same. Um, and I, I don't. Someone told me that the patent on this stuff was running out. I don't know if that's true, but. I think this is a nice alternative, especially because my, my husband's like a cooler whore. You know, I get him the 31 and he's like, <laughs> you know, but I think the 20 would be would be a better fit. Maybe, you know, and he keeps hinting and I'm not going to buy him another $300 cooler. I have, and I, I have the Arctic. pretty awesome. I have the Arctic 20 and I love it. And it's exactly half the price of what you would pay from one of the other bigger brands. Exactly. Really and, good. you know, for those who are hardcore into coolers, I have a friend that's a captain, you know, boat captain and Pelican coolers are what they use. So there there are options, you know. Um, so, yeah, those are my picks. All right. So you can go to grillgirl.com and check them out for yourself. There's links there as well. And Robin, as always, I appreciate your time. Get those ears good and have a great cool. holiday. Tell everybody I said Happy hi. Happy holidays. We'll talk to Tell you next month. Tell your family month. I said hi. All right, sure Bye, will. you guys. There Follow she is. me on Instagram. Robin Lindar's The Grill Girl. That? Oh, duck that pretty quick. I'm going to be late. All right. Again, grillgirl.com is her website if you want to check out what she is recommending. I'm going to recommend a cook shack. That's right. They manufacture smoker ovens for barbecue lovers with any amount of experience. Backyard competition, five-star dining facilities. Cook Shack has the job and the unit that will do the job. Full lines of sauces, spices, pellets, wood chunks. A great one-stop shop. Here's what else they have. Cooking classes, online recipes, how-to videos, two blogs, smoking grilling 101s, and a video cooking classroom. Check out their website at cookshack.com or follow them on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Pinterest, and Google+. Get advice or share your passion for barbecue on their world-class barbecue forum. Cook Shack pellet-fired smokers are the choice of champions because they were designed by a champion. Ed Fast, Eddie Morin. The FEC 100, PG 1000, always customer favorites. The PG 1000 can double as a smoker and a grill. Low and slow, hot and fast, the pellet grill line gives you the most for your money. Cook Shack residential electric smokers, the number one in the industry. High quality means high durability and versatility. Anything you can make in a Cook Shack Anything you can make in an oven, you can make in a Cook Shack. Passion and dedication drives Cook Shack's manufacturing with quality always being the top priority. Get your best in barbecue since 1962. Call 800-423-0698. That's 800-423-0698. Or again, visit cookshack.com. We're back to wrap the first hour right after this. Big name interviews, advice on cooking brisket and ribs, and the only host willing to share his honest opinion on all things important in the world of barbecue. It's the Barbecue Central Show. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Robin Lindars, the grill girl. I'm seeing a lot of instant chat on Arctic. R-T-I-C. 
You know, I think everybody wants the Yeti or whatever other big names are out there. But all of a sudden, you know, people, I don't want to say that people find a way to, to get around the, the patents or whatever, but they just have a technology that is similar. I was hoping not to spend $350, $400 on a cooler because I spend a lot of weekends out in uh, hot summer softball fields. And I'm sick of burning through ice at an incredibly rapid rate. The Arctic 20, great for me. No problems. And it was like 125 bucks or whatever it was. Keeps ice for days. I only need it really for two days. Actually, I really only need it for a full day of hot weather for softball. But I mean, I get two, three days out of that. Easy. Ice to dump out just when I get home. Or I can just keep it loaded up with beer or pop or whatever. All right, uh, I want to get out on time here so we can load up Noah Glanville, top of the second hour. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central show right here on the Barbecue Central Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is Helen Paradise from SoCal, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me. Fine. How's it going? You have a great show. I'm a big fan. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono! It's all about the Charbono, dude! Succulent fish! What? We ate fifty four wieners. So listen, Liberty, it's a shit feast. Yeah, I'm shaking like a dog shit peach seed. <laughs> we have top men working on it right now. <laughs> top All right, just like that, we are into the second hour. Rarely do I do an interview at the top of the second hour, but make exceptions from time to time for the most important of people. And no better person to take that exception than the creator of one of the most popular and easy-to-use cookers out there on the market today. We just talked about it briefly with Robin Lindars from GrillGirl.com. Noah Glanville, Pit Barrel Cooker, joining me here on the show. Noah, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Greg? Oh, man. I'm having a little bit of an audio-video nightmare here. I apologize for that. You're getting a little back-end Christmas music there. But here we are. 
All right, so let's talk first pit barrel cooker business as you reflect as the year is rapidly coming to a close. Uh, did you meet, exceed, or whatever on the business side of things with pit barrel? What do you think? We definitely exceeded. Uh, it's been a great year. We're we're blessed. Uh, you know, as always, we're, we're we're burning the candle at both ends every day. We're 100 percent committed to the product and customer service. So uh, it's it, it's hard to fail when when you take an approach like that. Uh, family's good. Kids are healthy. Doesn't doesn't get much better than that. And it's almost Christmas. Noah Glanville here on the show. Pitbarrelcooker.com is the website if you want to check it out. If you've never seen it before, while we're talking, uh, Noah. Do you anticipate from a, and this is kind of like a, a holistic market view here, but do you anticipate continued growth? You're a savvy business guy. You do the research, you do the homework, you see trends. And I assume that there still has to be a decent amount of room within this niche for pit barrel to kind of spread that pit barrel gospel, if you will. Yeah, well, I, I think we, we barely scratched the surface, Greg. Wow. Uh, there's, so much room and you know and, and every day it's it's a blast it's fun to just introduce a new product uh, people are are introduced to the pit barrel and they there's folks that have been cooking for 30 40 years and they they get to try something new and they're blown away by it uh, they say that they've never used anything like it and uh you know as as Robin said earlier, love her. She's she's awesome. Always like uh, listening to the different things. I'm definitely trying to smoke cigar old fashioned for sure. It's one of my favorite drinks, uh, the old fashioned. But as she was saying, it's just you know the, the magic and and there's there's some interesting things that um, that, that go into that. It looks like just a simple simple old drum, but but there's definitely some um, some things that go into that process that 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 really makes it special. Noah Glanville joining me here on the show. Um... One of the other things when you go through some of the message boards and I try and keep my finger on the pulse of a, of a lot of things since I'm trying to cover the industry as a whole and you get into the pit barrel and I've seen from a products standpoint, you've kind of increased that portfolio over 2016. You've introduced some really great accessories but and that we'll talk about here in a second. We'll show some pictures as well. But I, I guess the point I'm driving at is your customer base seems to really appreciate the fact that they're giving you suggestions and whatever the process is of deciding this is worthwhile chasing down or, or this one isn't, that what you're bringing to market is seems to be resonating with that customer base. And it's going back to the fact that, hey, these guys really listen to us and they take our suggestions to heart. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's uh, you, you kind of you, Greg. I apologize. You, you, you'd cut out there on on my end. Um, I, I, I caught just 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 the, the beginning and the end of that. I'm sorry. No, you, you're um, you're you've you've brought some really good accessories to market, but your your customer base seems very happy with the fact that they have suggested stuff, and then you have kind of met their expectation by offering some really cool stuff. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The uh, the, the turkey hanger was really cool. That was that was a, a breakthrough, and you know we we're able to show that you could you could get that same wonderful flavor that the pit brawl provides, and and do that to the Thanksgiving turkey. And that that went over really big. We sold uh, thousands of those hangers uh, really quickly. And then the you know one of the things just by demand uh, the chimney starter, just a a, a real compact chimney starter that uh, that enables you to to pour the 
the uh, coals on top of the, the coal basket um, as opposed to using lighter fluid. That was a big demand. That, that's gone over really well. It's been really popular. And then just some fun things. I mean, it was finally time to do some, some cool, creative things. The coffee mugs, the koozies, the beer steins um, have gone over really big. And that, that's one of the most rewarding things because when pe- so many people order those, you realize just how passionate. Uh, we knew we had passionate customers, but when, when people go crazy for that stuff, um, it's really neat. And, and you, know, you know that they are, they're spreading the word and that you've touched people and that they're that uh, excited to, to have something like that. It's really a rewarding uh, time in, uh, you know, in six and a half years of, of doing business. The coffee mug is absolutely fantastic. We're looking at a picture of it right now. But the other thing that I thought, you know, you just didn't give the standard foldable kind of POS koozie that you see from a lot of people. This seems a lot more robust and uh, longer lasting. It is. And that that was a big decision. I mean, in a business, cost is, is everything. And that was one of the things we looked at. We could go with a, with a 10 cent, you know, styrofoam or, you know, uh, um, a little neoprene koozie uh, that's very cheap. But we thought, here's an opportunity to make this thing look just like a barrel and our product. And we think people would, would really appreciate that extra effort. And just goes along with our customer service and kind of our whole model of, of don't do anything um, halfway, go the distance. And, and that koozie is a great example of, of our model and, and how we approach things. Uh, I assume people can go to pitbarrelcooker.com and uh, order all of these great accessories? Absolutely. You bet. One of the other things that I saw that was just posted is uh, a great kind of uh, cartoon video showing you the ins and outs of the Pit Barrel Cooker. Because I imagine, like uh, Robin was saying last segment, how she wonders how this happens. Uh, That's got to be one of the most common questions that you get, right? Yeah, it is. It really is. Yep. Noah Glanville joining me here on the show. PitBarrelCooker.com is the website. So as you look forward to 2017, um, do you have any other like uh, secret products that are in the Pit Barrel Works right now, or are you pretty set adding these new things to the to the mix and getting them out and getting them going? Uh, we have about, oh, geez, uh, about eight different new accessories coming out uh, in the wow. first quarter of uh, – 2017 that I think will be game changers to, to the product. Um, it's just, I think it's going to be very surprising to, to the consumer and, and folks that already love the product and, and what the capabilities will, will do. It'll all work in the same pit barrel. Um, and it, that'll be pretty exciting. So I'll, I'll hold that close as, uh, as, as, as any good businesses we're, we're, we're finalizing the development, but, um, but I, I think it's going to be really cool. Noah Glanville is at Pit Barrel Cookers. Again, the website, pitbarrelcookers.com, and the Pit Barrel is absolutely blowing up. Noah, I appreciate the support you've given the show here over uh, the last year, and I appreciate uh, everything that you've done, and I look forward to next year and kind of doing this whole partnership together. You bet. Well, thanks so much. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. And th- thanks again for having me on the show, Greg. You got it. There he is, Noah Glanville. PitBarrelCooker.com. That is not the right screen, I can tell you that. No way that is. Wow. Sorry about that. Get that sound effect in there. How awesome. 
is this. Let me go back down. I mean, you get mugs all the time, right? This is the coffee mug. How cool is this? If you're watching right now on Facebooks or on Outdoor Cooking Channel, it's got, it looks exactly like the pit barrel cooker minus the big handle off the side, right? And then it's at the very bottom, it's even got like the little vent adjustment situation there at the bottom. The attention to detail is very high. I'm very excited. I'm going to order me one of those. And then you have this one. This one also has the vent cover at the bottom. How cool is that? It's the best. Go to pitbarrelcooker.com and check out all of their new accessories. Of course, they have uh, new grill grates as well, and they have uh, beer steins. This is what the beer steins look like. So, uh, And these are like the, the grill grates from Grill Grate, Brad Barrett stuff. They're hitting it up with the accessories. Barbecue people love accessories, right? Absolutely. Thanks again to Noah Glanville for dropping it. Let me talk to you quickly about Big Papa Smokers, the one-stop online shop for anyone interested in barbecue featuring a comprehensive selection of American-made grills, spices, sauces, accessories, even a kit that gives you everything you need to make a world-class smoker out of a 55-gallon drum. Big Papa Smokers has made a name for itself by making an award-winning line of championship rubs, and their rubs have won almost every major competition barbecue event, period. BPS also banded together with fellow California-based rub maker Simply Marvelous Barbecue to form what has now become known as the West Coast Offense. Defying conventional wisdom, these two California-based rub makers have cornered the market on competitive barbecue and begun to redefine the flavor profiles that cooks have across from the country have begun to aim for. They've even, even created their own unique competitions. King of the Smoker, that happened a couple weeks ago. That brings the best of the best in barbecue in a head-to-head, back-to-basics style event. King of the Smoker, unique in the fact that it doesn't allow any electrical devices such as pellet cookers or pit miners. Contestants just allowed to use charcoal, wood, and their wits to win one of the most high-stakes barbecue competitions around. The other competition, the Guinea Pig, which is a cost-controlled event that helps bring newcomers into competitive barbecue. It also features prize distribution all the way down to 10th place in each category. And that helps provide incentive to get new competitors in and keep the vets satisfied. On top of all that, they've created a unique brand ambassador program called the BPS Elite Team, featuring 15 of the best competition teams in the country working together to promote camaraderie, competition barbecue, and to benefit children's charities across the U.S., Keep in mind, this has happened in like six years. They've been able to do all of this, turning the competition barbecue world on its head, creating their own unique competitions, becoming a staple of a nationwide restaurant chain, benefiting children's charities across the U.S. Just the beginning for Big Papa Smokers. That's BigPapaSmokers.com. BigPapaSmokers.com. And if I may, shout out to uh, Sterling and Casey. Good thoughts headed your way, my friend. Holler if you need me. All right, we're back with Emily Detweiler, first-timer into the Barbecue Central Show Jungle, talking Smithfield. We're back right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back.
Rioli Show, giving you a monthly visit from a doctor of barbecue, a man actually named Meathead, the author of a barbecue Bible, bloggers, reviewers, competitors, and manufacturers by the dozens. It's the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe. All right, welcome back. This segment is being brought to you by Unknown Smoker Accessories, purveyors of made in the USA stainless steel barbecue smoker, lid hinges, barbecue accessory hangers, rocket hot chimney grillers, and heavy-duty aluminum foil dispensers, the fine products from Unknown Smoker Accessories. Keep your gear where it needs to be at arm's length and ready for battle. You can visit unknownbbq.com slash shop today. That's unknownbbq.com slash shop. Enter code REMPE, R-E-M-P-E, for 15% off your entire order. Unknownbbqsupply.com. Joining me this segment, someone who will be able to talk poignantly on how and why Smithfield has become one of the more recognizable names, not only in the competition scene as of late, but in grilling and barbecue as a whole industry. She's the senior brand manager for Smithfield Foods. Let's go ahead and race to the hotline and welcome first-timer to the show, the pork princess, Emily Detweiler. (laughs) Emily, how are you? I'm doing well, Greg. How are you Absolutely fabulous, Emily. Appreciate you making time this evening to chat. And I guess before we start delving into the Smithfield uh, land of excellence, uh, let's play a little get-to-know-Emily, a little personal background about you and uh, also maybe a little professional background. Sounds great, Greg. Well, I've been with uh, Smithfield for the last two years, serving in a senior brand manager role. I come to Smithfield with a tremendous amount of background in the food business. I've worked in the food business my entire life, um, starting with uh, American Dairy Brands, working on the board and cheese brand and Pluker Butter, Butter. Had a chance to work for Hostess, working on Twinkies and uh, Ding Dongs, those kinds of delicious things. And then I went to work for a company called Damon Worldwide, where I helped retailers all over the U.S. in developing their private brand strategy, um, really wall-to-wall, shelf-to-shelf throughout the entire store. So I live in Kansas City and um, married, have two little kids. They keep me certainly busy, for those of you who have seen me out on the uh, circuit. Many of you have probably had a chance to meet my kids. I do try to bring the family affair as possible uh, to all the different events that we have a chance to support. Do your kids find any enjoyment out of the barbecue competitions, or are they just happy to be around mom and, and dad if he goes? They absolutely love it. Really? They have found uh, they truly enjoy the spirit of barbecue that that I have come to know and love. And uh, really, they they look at the pitmasters that we work with and have gotten such a chance to get to know uh, kind of as their idols. It's been really fun. It's uh, been really fun. We were actually cooking, getting, making some Christmas cookies the other day, and my son had on his blue hog uh, little wristbands, and it's just really cute to see uh, to see them get so excited. Emily Detweiler joining me here on the show, Senior Brand Manager at Smithfield, uh, smithfieldfoods.com, the website, if you want to check it out here while we're talking. Uh, Emily, let me ask you, you know, when you're at, you know, the, the most recent position before heading over to Smithfield, is Smithfield a brand or a company that you kind of had dotted out where if something ever opened up or if there was a, a chance that that's something you wanted to look at or 
uh, like how does the meeting come together where you make the jump from where you were to coming over to Smithfield? That's a great question. So, you know, I actually had it. I had them on my radar. Um, I had moved back to Kansas City from Stamford, Connecticut, and um, I had a good friend that I had the opportunity to work with in the past at American Dairy Brands. And when the uh, when the opening came about at Smithfield, I kind of already had them in my radar, um, and I certainly was was interested and in, and in working with someone that I had already worked with before kind of um, was such an exciting opportunity. And to be honest with you, I didn't really know that much about the meat business when I came to Smithfield. Certainly, I know a lot about marketing and I know a lot about the food business in general, um, but meat was a new a new challenge for me. And I just absolutely dove in uh, headfirst. My first week I spent in uh, Smithfield, Virginia. We have two offices, one in Kansas City, one in Smithfield for our fresh pork business. And was right in the plants right away. And, you know, it was definitely a, a great eye-opening experience for me. Um, we've been learning fast and furious. And the two years have gone by really fast, uh, I guess, because we're having so much fun. From a jobs standpoint or, or how they sketch out your job, what is a brand manager or a senior brand manager responsible for on a, on a day-to-day? You don't need to get in the weeds, but, you know, everybody likes to know what everybody else does. Absolutely. That's a great question, Greg. So it's my job to kind of identify what the key strategy is going to be for the Smithfield brand uh, within the fresh pork world, uh, working closely with our senior leadership team, working with our sales team to identify, you know, where we're going to go after opportunities. And then I also help manage certain lines of our business. So um, I manage our marinated portfolio of products. I've certainly been leading all of our grilling activation for the last two years. And then I also have the pleasure of, of managing all of the different agency partners that, that we work with across all of the different uh, campaigns and lines of business like Prime and Extra Tender uh, that we manage. So it's certainly a pretty complex a pretty complex gig. Um, you know, the, the things we've been doing within the grilling and barbecue world have been kind of a portion of, of my overall responsibility, uh, but it certainly has been a really fun portion of, of what I do. So um, while I, I certainly enjoy seeing all the different uh, cooks and pitmasters out there on the street, uh, on the circuit, um, you know, there's a whole lot of other things that, that ultimately I'm responsible for, including all of our marketing plans and our media buys and working with uh, our PR team on trying to get earned media. So it's a pretty robust job, and, and there's certainly new challenges every day, which is part of why, part of why I get excited every day. A lot of us know that Smithfield is pork, and we use the pork. We like the pork. Are there other like food segments that Smithfield has that we might not be aware of? It's a great question. So we are really, really focused on pork. Uh, we're the world's largest pork producer, Ooh. and we do have different segments of our business. So as, as a company, we basically have um, the fresh pork division, of which I am a part, and then we also have our packaged meats division. So as we look at fresh pork, you know, from, from my perspective, really what I'm focused on is driving our, our business as it relates to ribs and tenderloins and butts and our marinated line of business. Um, so those are really the key cuts that I'm focused on. But I do um, I do reach out and we work pretty closely with our packaged meats counterparts. So um, we've got an entirely separate brand team that's dedicated to building the Smithfield brand on our packaged meat side of the business, which includes ham and 
uh, bacon, all of those delicious things. So we definitely try to to move basically the ship in the same direction, right? Um, but yet we are clearly focused on our distinct programs and uh, building the brands within our specific areas of the business. Emily Detweiler joining me here on the show from Smithfield. Uh, Emily, how does, and it's it's not like it happened overnight, I guess to some it, it appears that it happened overnight with Smithfield kind of uh, showing up in, especially in the competition scene, uh, not so much in retail, I mean, it's always been around, but is there some type of introduction? Do pitmasters reach out to Smithfield? Does Smithfield reach out to governing bodies or certain pitmasters to say, hey, how can we get into this? Or is there a potential room for us to work together? How is that introduction made to, to get into this industry? Very good question. Multifaceted question there. Um, so it's been kind of a, it's been a process, that's for sure. So I would say in 2015, uh, you know, we were involved in, in the competition space, uh, kind of dipping our toe in the water, if you will, and, you know, relying on working with different partners to help us get a better feel for the landscape. Uh, we tried to get to as many of the different events as we possibly could. And, and that kind of helped guide for what we did in 2016 in terms of which, you know, which competitions we were going to sponsor, which pitmasters we were going to sponsor. We met some great pitmasters uh, in 2015 through our uh, Smoking with Smithfield program and our Great Rib Rivalry program. And that's just been such a tremendous benefit for us. You know, we've been working with Tuffy Stone for the last four years, and Tuffy is just such a tremendous Smithfield brand partner. Um, and he really has kind of the long-term view for not only competition barbecue, but also for Smithfield. And so he's been able to help introduce us to some of the other fine pitmasters that we have come to work with, you know, like Sterling Ball and Darren Worth, Jeff Staney. Um, through our Great Rib Rivalry program last year, we had the, the great opportunity to meet Tim Shear and Brad Leninger. So we've had um, some great focus there um, certainly our historic barbecue that has been out representing us as the Smithfield team of the year in 2016. So again, we just really got into barbecue in a much bigger way. And it's been phenomenal for us because we're really finding out that these pitmasters, not only do they like the product, um, because all of the people that I just mentioned and many others would not turn to us and, and want to partner with us if they didn't already know and believe in the product. So that has been, that's really been kind of the first piece of it. And we want to make sure that we're in the space in a very authentic way. So, you know, but between myself, my boss, Deidre Berg, who many of you on the show have probably met, uh, Taylor Davis, also on my team, you know, we've been out to as many of these competitions as we can, just really soaking it up and, and meeting folks um, and better understanding how we can help support cooks in the space. So you know, we're really trying to get in this in a very authentic way. And we like to say we are investing in the sport uh, because we do believe in the spirit of barbecue and we believe in what all of these pitmasters are out there doing every weekend. So, you know, we, we've invested in a big time in 2016. We're going to continue and elevate that in 2017 as well. Emily, there, there, I got to ask this question, of course, but, you know, there seems to be a perception by some folks, whether it be competitors or other pork producers or, or your competition, I guess, to a certain degree, that Smithfield is not conducting business that is benefiting the quote-unquote American farmer or somehow 
displacing American workers to whatever degree. Is that something that, as the senior brand manager, you're dealing with like on a day-to-day basis? And if so, how do you respond to the comments? That's a, uh, that's a very good question. So I would say that I don't necessarily deal with that question on a day-to-day basis. Um, we do have over 40,000 American employees. So, you know, when you think about that, that's a lot larger than many small towns in, in many of the communities around this great country. So, um, you know, we're proud to, we're proud to employ about 40,000 employees across the country. Um, we've got almost 40 plants across the country. We work with over 2,000 farm families, you know, across the country. So when you think about that, it is a question that we do receive occasionally. Um, I think for the majority of folks who understand Smithfield and understand that we've you know, we are the world's largest pork producer, um, but everything that we're doing right here in the U.S., all of our hogs are raised, harvested, and and packaged right here in the U.S. And while we do export, you know, we don't, we certainly don't import, nor would we. So um, I don't really think that that's, um, it certainly doesn't impact what we do um, from a day-to-day business operations right here. You know, like I said, we've got over 40,000 employees right here in the U.S. That's That's pretty impactful. Emily Detweiler joining me here on the show. All right, Emily, so let's take kind of a a trip back of this year in 2016, and I'm actually getting some questions already about 2017, but uh, this past year saw Smokin' with Smithfield, and uh, of course you have contest winners with that. What is that program about, and, and what do you think was so popular about it? Absolutely. So that partnership, uh, we did Smoking with Smithfield program this year in 2016, pretty much directly in partnership with KCBS. So we've been partnering with KCBS for the last four years and have just been so pleased with uh, with that partnership, which will certainly continue on in 2017. Uh, so what we wanted to do was we wanted to reward people who had committed to cook with Smithfield throughout the year and who really kicked kicked some pork butt <laughs> in uh, per- in terms of performance. So uh, we just announced with the closing of KCBS Team of the Year final results. Um, you know, I'm really pleased to share who our winners are for for the Smoking with Smithfield contest. Essentially, what we wanted to do is, again, invest back in the sport and provide cash prizes to the first, second, and third place winner mm-hmm. for those who had committed to cook with Smithfield on the circuit. So on the pork side, you know, first place going to Tim Shear of Shake and Bake, second place, Brad Leninger for getting basted, third place, uh, Mark Rasmussen from Smoke and Aces, and that was on the pork side. On ribs, uh, first place, so another five grand for uh, Brad Leninger of wow. getting basted, second place, Scott Smith, Q and Stewin and Bruin, and third place, Lauren Hill from the Smoking Hills. And, you know, that's, it's been great to work with Lauren as well, Lauren and Cheryl. They're, being right here in Kansas City, they're able to help us with some different events that we've, that we've had. Um, so anyway, that, that was a great program that we had in 2016. We're certainly going to continue some of our programs in 2017, but with a little bit of a different twist. So I'd love to share some information about those with you if yeah, you're interested. absolutely. Let's go. Excellent. So what we've decided, you know, as we've really gotten into the sport, we've, we've really learned that uh, we want to invest in the cooks and we want to invest in the events. So the, the first big thing that we're super excited to share is our Smoking with Smithfield grant program. So what you'll see at smokingwithsmithfield.com, um, towards the end of January, we're going to open up the application 
uh, forms. But essentially, the event organizers from different barbecue competitions all across the country, uh, regardless of sanctioning body, any sanctioning body is is um, eligible to to enter. So we're going to be giving away additional cash prizes to help deepen the prize pool. So one of the things that we've identified is it feels great. You can tell for those uh, grand champions and reserve grand champions to walk home with cash. But, you know, there's a lot of other people that um, are spending some significant money to come out and compete in these barbecue competitions. So it's really our goal to be able to help give money back to the cooks and deepen that prize purse. So we've got some structures in place and a committee in place to help us get through, navigate through that process of identifying which are the barbecue events that are going to receive our grant. Um, but we're really excited about being able to invest this money. And like I said, for us, it's all about the cooks because we want them to have the best experience they can. Um, so that's our grant program. And then shortly after, shortly after we get through the application series for that, we're also going to have an opening on our website for our committed cooks program. So again, we're going to take a little bit of a different spin for that this year, but you'll be able to sign up if you, if you want to compete with Smithfield next year, we certainly encourage you to come back to the site and see what we've got in store for you. So we're going to be giving away quite a bit of um, premiums and, and swag throughout that process. And then additional prizing for, for just talking about Smithfield. So again, we've seen just tremendous success from, from people talking about and leveraging Smithfield. Uh, in their competition cooks and we really want to make sure that we're rewarding the cooks out there who are using our product. Emily, let me ask you one last question before I let you go and I appreciate the time tonight and uh, you know some of the stuff we're just kind of teasing out we can get into a little bit more in the tooth next month but Historic Barbecue had that uh, relationship with you guys for the whole 2016 season and I think unfairly, they caught some shit right up front, uh, like, who are these guys, blah, blah, blah. But as <laughs> the season unfolded, and you see what they did with the trailer and how they have the inside and the outside decked out, so no matter what angle they're at, they're getting some of that promotional stuff for Smithfield in there. From a from a team perspective is one thing, but from the Smithfield perspective, how do you think that Historic handled uh, that whole sponsorship thing, and, and are you guys completely satisfied with what happened with them? Absolutely. You know, I think um, they've done just a tremendous job in yeah. terms of helping helping get the Smithfield brand out there. And, you know, we sat down at the beginning of the year and kind of started planning out exactly what were the right events for them to go to. And the great thing was it kind of opened our eyes to some of the, the different events that we should be considering. So that part was that part was great. Uh, the other thing I would say, both John and Tony do a really nice job of working with um, any of the VIPs, I would say, that we, that we bring by. They're just great at engaging with the public. And um, we've had a chance to bring several of our retailer partners out to some of these competitions. And having that that really nice uh, Hugh hauler has certainly been a good benefit, yeah. um, you know, to be able to take your, your VIPs and, and see some of those experiences. They also had a chance to come out um, to both of our corporate offices, so in Smithfield, Virginia, and also in Kansas City, the week of the Royal, and uh, prepare lunch with, well, for our for all of our different employees. And, you know, that was such a special, special thing for most of our employees because they just don't get a chance to to engage with the pitmasters and the team, certainly not to the degree that I do. They still like barbecue. <laughs> um, no, I still like it too. But, you know, when you're at these events every single weekend, it, it gets a little 
you, you want pizza. Sure, absolutely. But anyway, no, they they did a great job for us this year, and and we we look forward to them continuing to be uh, you know Smithfield advocates in the future. Emily Detweiler is the senior brand manager at Smithfield Foods, smithfieldfoods.com, the website. Emily, really appreciate you coming on tonight. Thanks so much, and we'll do it again next month. All right, sounds great. Thanks. You got it. There she is, Emily Detweiler. And the website, smithfieldfoods.com. If you ever, did you want to know how to get in contact with the show? You can get in touch with the show by calling 216-220-0966. Email Greg at the bbqcentralshow.com. On the Twitter and Instagram, said BBQ Central Show. All right. Twitter and Instagram. Who doesn't love that? We talked about it at the top of this hour. Let me talk to you quickly about the pit barrel cooker. Gang, pulling the trigger on a new cooker can be nerve-wracking sometimes. Temperature control, fire management, what woods to buy. Who needs the hassle? But I strongly suggest the pit barrel cooker. The pit barrel makes cooking simple and fun, and it just might be the most unique Versatile and easy-to-use cooker available on the market today. Imagine a single cooker that will turn out great traditional barbecue meats like brisket, pork shoulders, and ribs, while also being able to ramp up in temperature to do those burgers, chicken wings, and hot dogs. The versatility, all thanks to the revolutionary design that goes beyond traditional convection. Their hook-and-hang method places the food in the center of the heat, so it's acting like a stationary rotisserie. The result, great-tasting, perfectly-cooked meat each and every time in the industry. That, my friends, is consistency. Not only is the pit barrel a fabulously aesthetic, sexy, awesome cooking vessel, it's built to withstand heat and weather thanks to its porcelain enamel finish. It can fit in the back of most vans, trucks, and SUVs. It's ready to go wherever you are. That's portability. Of course, all barbecue folks love accessories. We just talked about them with Noah Glanville at the top of the hour. Pit barrel is not disappointing here either. Rubs. Removable ash pans, pit grips, turkey hangers, hinged grill grates, the new grill grill grill, the new grill grates from grill grates, the koozies, the coffee cans, or coffee cans, coffee mugs, the chimney starters. There's a full line of accessories that will really complete your pit barrel experience. And the best part, as I said with Robin last hour, for 299 bucks, this thing comes fully assembled, ready to cook on, ships for free right to your door. Not only does the cooker ship free, but with so few returns, everything they sell ships free to the lower 48 continental states each and every day. No promo code necessary. Don't take my word for it. Ask Meathead at AmazingRibs.com. They've given the Pit Barrel a top 10 rating in their gold division. That's the highest rating, by the way. Not once, not twice, three years in a row. They've also said we're running out of great things to say about this simple, affordable cooker. Nothing else like it on the market, close quote. Head on over to pitbarrelcooker.com, see what everybody's talking about. Be sure to check out their full collection of short how-to videos, then pick up one or two for yourself. You'll thank me later. If you have any questions, call 502-228-1222. Humans will actually answer the phone. Probably Noah. 502-228-1222. They talk to you. You'll find out what great customer service is all about. You visit pitbarrelcooker.com. That's pitbarrelcooker.com. All right. We're back with Dan Uledal from Chops Barbecue. Stick around.
Continuing to produce incredibly mediocre content in an exceptionally professional way. You're listening and watching the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Craig Rampey. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Emily Detweiler for joining me last segment. Smithfieldfoods.com, the website. Helping me close the show tonight. Whew. Think this guy's busy? He's only had the most excellent barbecue and grilling tool for the last two years running. He's got a barbecue restaurant, I think, like, literally opened hours ago. I just call him Dan Uledal from Chops. Hey, Dan. Hey, how's it going? I'm doing absolutely fabulous. Are you headlong into the barbecue business now, Dan, or what? Well, of course. You know, I've been open a whole day now. Wow. So uh, I would imagine (laughs) it's money hand over fist. Happy customers, no hiccups now. I mean, it's it's smooth sailing from here on out. Oh yeah, millions coming in every yeah. every fifteen minutes, and uh, very very low workload and uh, lots of sleep and and all that good stuff. <laughs> so let's dial it all the way back. Uh, I guess for the the folks that don't know, uh, Dan, you have uh, created the Chops Injector. Uh, you've sponsored this show for a substantial amount of time, which I appreciate, but. You know, for a long time, I was injecting with a single needle, and then all of a sudden, here's the CHOPS power injector system, four needles, a bunch of different sizes, and all of a sudden, I can do like 10 butts in the time it was taking me to do one with my OCD, and it's a life changer, and there's, I think, people on the fence that that think they want it, but for whatever reason, they stick with their single needle. What do you say to push these people over the edge before we get into the restaurant? Oh, you know, you got to push them over the edge. It's 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 fun to use. It's easier to way, use way than, than than filling up a syringe time after time. You're not going to wear yourself out. Um, people with arthritis and stuff like that, it helps them because all they got to do is move their thumb. Um, one of the you, you can store your injection in the fridge or in a cooler inside the device. Um, so it's less mess. Um, after the learning curve of cleaning it, you can get down to cleaning it in just a couple of minutes. Um, and you're going to get more injection into the meat. It's going to stay in there better, um, which is going to add your flavor, your layers of flavor. You're going to be able to boost your flavor profiles and you're gonna be able to play, you know, you're gonna be able to play with different flavors and stuff like that. And it's not going to be tedious. So, you know, those those are the selling points that really help kick it over the edge Dan, whenever, whenever someone's on the fence. Does, does, this, does the success of the injector then fold into barbecue restaurateurship, which is not a word, or have you always fancied to open a barbecue restaurant, like in the heart of barbecue restaurant country? What's the deal? Well, I don't know. You open a restaurant, you can, you know, you're kind of a different breed a person that likes to work, you know, 150 hours a week, you know, to, uh, to accomplish a goal of, of being able to turn out better food than everybody else. So I knew that I could do that. And especially now with the support system I have in place, I'm able to do that, not necessarily break my back quite as much, especially as the, the first time around, um, having the injector, Having the injector kind of helped pay for it, um, 
but it's a totally different ball game running a restaurant and running a uh, an equipment company that you know that sells. I sell them on on a website and on Amazon and to dealers. You know that's that's it's got its own perils, but it's it's logistically running a restaurant and the paperwork and the things that you have to do are are, are way different and even even more different than I expected coming from law enforcement coming from running a small business. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of things I would recommend it to somebody, but they need to sit down with someone like me that's taken some good notes and has just a, a glimpse into the amount of paperwork you have to do before you can even think about placing your first meat order. Daniel at all joining me here on the show. BarbecueKansasCity.com is the website to go get the Chas Power Injector. That's B-A-R-B-E-Q-U-E. Uh, Dan, from a, from a restaurant's standpoint, there have been some hiccups along the way to, to getting open. Uh, do you care to recount those for us, for those that might not follow you on the social medias? <laughs> well, we bought a restaurant that all we had to really do was clean and add our few little touches here and there. And it was pretty much turnkey. We did a couple of projects, um, built a building on the back, housed my, one of my homemade smokers. Um, we repaired the building that was there technically. I mean, it, it was there. It was a, sh- a shanty and we made it into a kind of a Fort Knox situation to be able to have some extra storage and to, to have the smoker in it. Well, we got up and running. Uh, and on the 12th day, I went to run errands to go drop injectors off at the post office and, and FedEx and UPS. And I get a text that says the smoker door won't close. And then I get a phone call, um, from my wife panicked and said, we're on fire. And I was 20 minutes away running errands in town. Um, all I could do is say, do this and this and, and try to get it to shut yeah. and it'll go out. Well, I didn't realize that the totality of the, the circumstances was the door latch had actually broke when he went to shut it. It caught somewhere on the door jam or whatever, broke all the, the, the tightness of the, locking nuts that held the the door latch together actually broke loose and it caused some pins that helped close the door tightly. It, it, it actually made them a problem, um, which created about a half inch air gap, which in turn caught grease and whatever else was in there on the walls, the, the seasoning, what most people will refer to as the seasoning, it caught that on fire. And it instantly turned into a, a missile and burnt my new building that we just built in the previous month Ugh. pretty much in half. Uh, and, you know, burnt $20,000, $50,000 worth of gear up and smoke damaged the building and smoke damaged a little bit of the neighbor's building. Um, and they said, if it wasn't for this and that, uh, we would have burned the whole block down. Wow. And this is a historic oh. district, so that would have been pretty awful. Yeah. Did you, like, at any point after everything had been assessed and put out and uh, kind of evaluated, 
that you thought, yeah, maybe this isn't going to be for me, or you were always pressing forward? Yeah, you know, I, I always pressed forward, but I always did think the same thing. I thought um, maybe I need to go back to being a policeman and making injectors, or maybe I just need to go make injectors and hide in my garage. You know, uh, there's maybe I need to go open an accessory store and, and not play with fire. But I'm a barbecue guy to the core, and I knew my 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 strategy here was to do. I've got a 40 seat restaurant. I can turn out several hundred people worth of food an hour. Um, the community up here is unbelievable. Um, they've been begging for me to reopen for the last two months, ever since the fire. So you've got uh, a lot of core, the core base of people that want me to be here because they came through that 12 days I was open and they said, you can do this and we'll support it. So that helped. Um, my wife never backed down. My manager never backed down. Uh, my staff didn't back down. They were all raring to go and just, you know, trying to push the contractors and the, and the people to get, get us to a point where we could get moved back in and then to get reopened. So it, it takes a, it takes a village to, to make, to, to come back after a catastrophic failure like that just after two short weeks of being open. After it was all said and done and you reopened the doors, uh, I mean, we joked about it at the top, but was the reception as good as you had anticipated? Was it better than you anticipated? Um, We kind of silently did it today. It was our very first day open. Um, Right at 11 o'clock when we went to open, uh, shortly after 11, I had uh, one of the new local news comp- uh, channels come up and we did an interview um, right at 11. And then um, shortly thereafter, I did a very short live video and just teasing the fact that the open signs on and we're <laughs> open. Come on in. And they they pretty much wiped us out this, this, this evening. Wow. We kind of got around and. They kept us busy. It wasn't it wasn't a slamming slam fest that that we'll have probably on Friday, but they we were well received, and I didn't hear a single complaint, which is great. I know the first time the first week we opened, we heard complaints. We heard you know this and that and the other thing, and we fixed all that the first time around. We made notes and and we we kind of grew from that. So now we're, we're a little bigger, a little stronger, and I think a little bit better. Is there, or how do you work around either the fear slash pitfall of it's busy, it's busy, it's busy, the meat's coming off, everything seems to be timing right, and then all of a sudden people start coming in, but the meat's still ready. Uh, there's like a whole whole process that might need to be worked out in case that happens. Is that something that you're continually trying to fight against, or you have procedures in place to help you out in case there is a, a little bit of a lull in the traffic? There's procedures in place. We, when we hold things, you know, barbecue is not a um, fix it while you're waiting type of deal, an all night deal. I just loaded the smoker a few minutes ago. Um, timing, 
consistency and, and pit temperatures. I'm using Cookshack now. Um, I've got an FEC 500 that I set the the timers. I do some math. I um, I know what temperatures the meat can can handle for the duration of time. Um, I, I I try to plan ahead. Hopefully, I cook enough and not too much. Um, and then during the day, we don't we don't overheat. We don't over over hot hold things. We keep the temperature dialed into the food safety range, and don't don't let things dry out. Don't let things um, don't cut too much at a time. Things like that. Just try to to space it out for that twelve hours that. Uh, not 12 hours, 10 hours that we're open. Uh, what are your hours of operation right now? Are they going to be pretty true to form here going forward? Uh, they will be, other than this weekend with the, the holiday, um, 11 to 8, Tuesday through Thursday, 11 to 9, uh, Friday and Saturday, and then noon to 6 on Sunday. This small town up here, if they if they come in, um, I will stay open, you know, but I notice there's, there's a definite, a very distinct traffic pattern up here. It's pretty easy to judge, you know, seven, eight o'clock on a, on a weekday, they pretty much the streets roll up and it's, it's perfect. It gets us out of here at a decent hour. We go home, we get some sleep, um, get any extra prep or any extra cleaning done before it gets too late, get home, um, do anything I got to do there, print out or, uh, package orders for injector orders and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's kind of a family vibe here. We, the kids stayed up here all evening and, and got to hang out and play. And my kids got to interact with people a little bit more. My, my daughter was acting like uh, Santa Claus handing out candy canes to customers when they <laughs> came up to pay. It was, it was a good time. Dan Uledal is open for barbecue business uh, also by the way he has the 2015 and 2016 maybe 2017 barbecue tool of the year the chops power injector system that website is barbecuekansascity.com dan I'm glad everything has uh, worked out and the secret open was a success uh, hopefully the business ongoing is going to be tremendous as well appreciate the time tonight thanks so much for coming out Thank you, sir. You got it. There he is, Dan Ulidol from Chops Barbecue and the Chops Power Injector Systems. BarbecueKansasCity.com. Man, talk about a gut punch, right? You're open for 12 days or whatever he said it was, and then the smoker catches on fire and you can't put it out, and all of a sudden, half that back building is gonzo. Sucks. Intestinal fortitude right there, sticking through it, opening up to success today. Very good. Congratulations, Dan, and continued success. All right, folks, I'm going to talk to you quickly about the way to step up the barbecue and grilling game. Perhaps no better or easier way to do it than by adding a little butcher barbecue to your arsenal. We all know Butcher, well-known for the injections, the pork, the beef, now the prime injection, which has combined all the things loved from their beef injection using its award-winning flavor enhancer and its ability to keep your brisket juicy 
They have combined it with what has become the competition standard in beef flavor. Available for sale right now at ButcherBBQ.com. Now, perhaps you're looking for the go-to rubs and sauces. Friends, you've hit the mother load here. Butcher's Barbecue has a full line of award-winning and expanded rubs. The standbys, steak and brisket, also the honey rub. Now they have the triple secret Dave's private blend rub, the chipotle, the cherry, and the pecan. All ready to go. With that uh, premium rub, by the way, that's one of the old standbys too. Use that especially if you inject with Butchers because it's formulated to work with the injection. A perfect one-two punch to impress judges and friends alike. Last but not least, the sweet barbecue sauce. Look, when it comes to barbecue sauces, I'm as picky as it gets. No one can argue that. It's not overly sweet. It's got a nice tang, good amount of back-end heat, no liquid smoke that is noticeable at all. Dave took the time and effort to make a quality sauce. Didn't take the easy way out by adding all of that liquid smoke like a lot of most of the other barbecue sauces do. Grab a box of six. It's going to go quick. Speaking about boxes of six, the grilling oil, one of the most revolutionary products to hit the market over the last handful of years. Get a case of that. My favorite's butter flavor, but it also comes in Steakhouse and Chipotle. Head on over to ButcherBBQ.com. That's ButcherBBQ.com. Always trust your butcher. We're back to wrap the show right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back. Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today. Craig Rimpy. All right, welcome back. Thanks again to Dan Uladol for joining me last segment, talking about the Chops Barbecue Restaurant and a little bit about the Chops Power Injector System. If you've never used, <laughs> telling you, you're missing out. You're missing out. All right. Oh, I, I picked the part to go back to the video where they're doing station identification. Station identification. That's whack. All right, so I want... Let me see. Still talking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave that up just a little bit. Oh, we know. It's your special time of the year, pal. Let's move it forward. Here we go. Let's move it forward. So, I want to take this time to wish anybody that celebrates Hanukkah a happy Hanukkah this coming weekend. I want to tell, uh, tell everybody that celebrates Christmas, Merry Christmas. We do have a live show next Tuesday. So if you're interested in a live barbecue show that happens each and every week, this will be the year-end show. Nothing, you know, year-end related per se. But we'll talk about some things that happened over the course of this year. So stay tuned for that. There will be a show. Uh, But I do want to thank everybody for tuning in this year. I've said it all the way back in February. The 2016 was rapidly coming to a close. And uh, certainly, I'm not kidding. It's almost over, everybody. 2017 will soon to be rapidly coming to a close in a matter of weeks. So be safe. Be with your family if you like them. If you don't, don't be with them. 
But be with people that make you feel good, that you love, that you care about. It's a great time. It's not all about the gift giving, although uh, everybody loves gifts. Especially if you live in Cleveland. We love gifts here. I'm just uh, honored to be your humble host each and every Tuesday. So let's get ready to uh, wrap it up. All right. All the way back in the first hour, we talked with Stephen Reichlin. Yeah, you remember Stephen Reichlin. BarbecueBible.com, ProjectSmoke.org. Then we talked with Grill Girl, Robin Lindars, GrillGirl.com. Talked about some last-minute gifts you might want to consider. Smoking cocktails, old fashions. Old fashions are for men. Legitimately proven. I believe Noah Glanville also said that he likes old fashions as well. Then in the second hour, we talked with Noah Glanville, who I just mentioned. PitBarrelCooker.com. Emily Detweiler, Smithfield Foods, SmithfieldFoods.com. Perhaps some breaking news concerning them and the show, first of the year. And then we close the show with Dan Uledal from Chops Barbecue. Yeah, and the Chops Power Injector, BarbecueKansasCity.com. All right, as I said, we do have another show next week, the last of 2016. So be ready for that. Don't. Don't puss out on me now. Hang with me all the way through the year. I'm the only guy that's doing it each and every week. Don't let anybody else fool you. September 11th, 2001. I will never forget. Until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, this is your program host and proud U.S. American saying Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and good night now. <laughs>